Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. My name is Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. And as promised, here's your uh, your live chat from SEC football schedule release day for 2024. Anyway, uh, it was a fun day, honestly. I enjoyed uh, the content on the radio show. I enjoyed the live chat last night. Hope you guys did as well. I hope this becomes a mainstay in SEC football. Give me something in the summer to consume beyond just stupid, here's the top 10 quarterbacks list. Give me something better, and this was way better. So. Here it is. We're going to talk about it. I heard uh, from some Ole Miss fans that, uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, said that they felt like they got screwed with this schedule. I disagree completely. I mean, I think when you look around the SEC, they uh, appear to be pretty darn balanced. Now, I know Vanderbilt's no longer on the schedule, and that, uh, of course, is a bit of a bummer, although they did beat Kentucky and Florida last year. They gave you fits in the first half. They should have beaten Missouri. Uh, They had uh, the ball driving to win the game and ended up losing that one. So they're not even a pushover anymore either. At least the the current iteration of Vanderbilt football is not exactly uh, the Derek Mason versions of them. Either way, I don't think that Ole Miss got quote-unquote screwed. In fact, I think the schedule is actually um, no better or worse than basically everybody else in the league. I think Texas A&M's is probably the easiest, but... There, there's good things in all of them, and there's bad things in all of them. A divisionless SEC is always going to make you feel like your schedule is daunting. That's just how it's going to be. But I, I like the draw. I liked the, the the event, whatever you want to call it. I enjoyed this, and so I'm going to bring that live chat to you right here. But first, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Please subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, if you are listening on the website, Pull out your phone, your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, uh, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. Also, follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B O R K E Y, wherever you get your pod or <laughs> wherever you get your podcast, wherever you are on social media, forgive me. Uh, you can find me there, Michael Borky, B O R K E Y. And this podcast, as all of the Rebel Report podcasts, are brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online absms.com if your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. Anywhere inside of the state and you're in the market for office technology, anything from cloud storage and data security to copiers and printers and mail machines, everything in between, they've got you covered. absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They have 16 locations across the state of Mississippi. Of course, they have an online banking platform, but theirs is a one-stop shop. All you need is internet connection, and you can do everything managing your money with Priority One Bank. You don't need multiple apps like I did with my previous bank. I just need Priority One Bank. It's all I need, and I can do it all. So check them out again. Priority One Bank making you their priority. So here it is, no more delay, uh, live chat reacting to the SEC schedule release show and composite schedule and all that. A lot of Q&A in here, ton of questions, good interaction. Uh, if you joined me there, I appreciate you. If you didn't, here it is, 
right now. 2024, the entire schedule, home and road. The only thing that's lacking is dates and the non-conference games are not factored in here. I don't know why they, they couldn't have added those in here when they're all set. But, um, but yeah, there it is. There's your SEC slate for 2024. And, and there's a few things that I want to point out first before we get into anything else. Uh, number one, remember two weeks ago, all of the just the hand-wringing and, and the pathetic discourse, which is what it was, the absolute pathetic discourse surrounding the SEC deciding to stay at eight conference games. And you had people in my business with bigger platforms than mine talking about, the, I mean, they used the word cowards. Um, Tim Brando called it disturbing, for example. I, I mean, the, the, the narratives around the SEC going to or, or staying at eight conference games for just one additional year, by the way, was always ridiculous. But now I want all of you to look at this. Look at this graphic. Look at this and tell me if there is a single Big Ten schedule. If you haven't looked at their their helmet schedule deal, it's out. So you can compare the two if you don't believe me. I want you to look at this and look at the Big Ten schedule and tell me if there is a single Big Ten schedule that is more difficult than any of these, any of these 16, find one Big Ten schedule that is more difficult than any of these 16. Spoiler alert, you can't do it. It's not possible. So uh, all of that garbage from a a couple of weeks ago, uh, now that you get to see it in front of your eyes, now that it is displayed for you, it is... So glaringly obvious where all of that was coming from. Um, yeah, so here you go. Um, a couple of things. We'll go through Ole Miss and States as well and uh, and get to your comments. But uh, I wanted to start with that. There is no Big Ten schedule in 2024 more difficult than the ones that you see right here. So with that being said, let's get uh, in into the comments, because that's what this is. This is a live chat, and let's talk about it. Skorebs Media says, is the fourth time the charm for Kentucky? Yeah, that's an interesting quirk with Ole Miss's schedule, right? Because Kentucky was just in Oxford in 2022, and then they have to go right back uh, in 2024. I did see that during the show they said that there is um, there's going to be or there was no like repeat road trips and back-to-back years, but you know what's the difference between one and two years when you're going right back to the same place? I found that um, a little odd with uh, with Ole Miss and Kentucky's schedule. Edwards says Florida, Oklahoma, and Vandy are the biggest losers in your opinion. What genius at Florida thought playing eleven Power Five games was a good idea? They probably thought their team was going to be in a little bit of a different position than they are. Uh, right now, but yeah, Florida on top of those, they've got Kentucky, LSU, and Ole Miss at home, and they go to Georgia, go to Mississippi State, go to Tennessee, go to Texas. Um, I do want to say though, after looking at all of these schedules, it, it feels like every fan base thinks that their team got screwed or their team got the shaft. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think relatively speaking, now the teams that get Vanderbilt are 
happier than the teams that get, say, Missouri, for example. But Vanderbilt did beat Kentucky and Florida last year, and they also uh, were driving to beat Missouri. It's not like Vanderbilt was some kind of pushover compared to Vanderbilt teams of the past, but when I look at this schedule, I, I kind of think that everybody, that there's balance uh, with all of these. There, there are breaks with some. Uh, there are not so many breaks with other. I mean, it, it seems very, very balanced. When you look at every schedule, they all seem to be close-ish enough to equal. Yeah, you can probably split hairs and say one's better than the other, but I, I truly don't believe that because I saw people say Ole Miss got screwed or Mississippi State got screwed. Well, uh, look at Ole Miss's schedule compared to LSU's. Uh, I mean, LSU has to go to Arkansas and Florida and South Carolina just like you do, and A&M instead of LSU, obviously. And they get Alabama instead of Georgia, but what's the difference? You both get Oklahoma and Kentucky instead of Vanderbilt. But again, they beat them last year. So those two are, are really kind of equal, and you can say the same thing with most everybody. Mississippi State, for example, their their road slate is just I mean, it's brutal. That's brutal going to Georgia, to Gen- Tennessee, and to Texas. But they do get a nice kind of a break with Missouri at home. They've had success with Texas A&M lately. All of the schedules feel like this. If you look at it from the perspective of every fan base, they're all miserable. They're all hard. Because this is the SEC, and when you have a divisionless SEC, this is what you get. Everybody gets screwed, and everybody caught some kind of a, a little break. But I do think that when it comes to balance, you've got some balance here. At least I think so. You say Ole Miss got a decent draw, need to win six of those eight to go to the playoff, which is doable, but they have to finally win in Fayetteville for the first time since 08 to not and not trip up at South Carolina and Florida. Yeah, Ole Miss's road games. This is what I was thinking about earlier today. Um, what state are those programs going to be in you know, when those games are getting played? I expect LSU is going to be very good under Brian Kelly because uh, LSU kind of wins on its own, and Brian Kelly was consistently good at Notre Dame. I think he's a good ball coach, uh, although last year I do have some questions about the, the consistency. I know it was year one. I, I get it. I, I do. But th- they had no business losing to that Texas A&M team, for example. Uh, too talented for some of the things that happened to them this past season. However, uh, I expect LSU to be more of the same. But what kind of state is Arkansas going to be in? Because they haven't exactly taken that step forward the way that people thought they were going to under Sam Pittman. What's Florida going to look like then? Is Billy Napier going to, I mean, Florida fans want him fired already. Is he going to be gone? What's the state of the Florida program going to be? Uh, I like Shane Beamer. I think he's recruited well. Got a couple of signature wins last year, but it wasn't like that every week. You know what I mean? So usually those are four really difficult places to play football. And they are, and they're always going to be. But the state of three of those programs, I think, is at least up in the air, and so much can change between now and will change, not can change, but will change between now and then. So much will change. Coaches are going to get fired. Quarterbacks are going to transfer. Things that the landscape is just so dramatic, which is why I got such a kick out of people, um, you, you know, throwing out records. I mean, 
yeah, oh, that's a 10 and two, 10 and two schedule. What the hell are you talking about? Don't you at least want to see this year's team play before you start doing schedule predictions for two seasons from now? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you record predictions before this season happens. I'm not going to do that. Uh, that's not for me. I think that's goofy as hell. So, um, anyway, yeah, it, it's it's as decent of a draw as you can ask for. At least you get Oklahoma at, at home. I think that that's going to be an extremely fun weekend like to to go to town and like go to the game. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I saw a lot of Oklahoma fans uh, really excited about that trip. And and I think it'll be one of those weekends that everybody's really jacked up for and you're going to get a big visiting crowd and and that blending is is going to be cool. And, and I feel like that that'll be like a really nice fun like exciting weekend to be around. Mississippi State, you said, got probably the easiest home schedule and one of the hardest on the road. Yeah, I do like State's home games. Uh, the same questions about Florida and Arkansas that I asked before uh, apply uh, to them, obviously, and they get them both at home. Texas A&M is a team that they have had recent success against, although the talent is still going to be there. What's Texas A&M going to be like? Two years from now, is Jimbo Fisher going to be preparing for another season? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, what are they going to look like? And then, of course, they they do get Missouri, which is a nice break. But having to go to Georgia, to Tennessee, to Texas, and have the Egg Bowl on the road is absolutely brutal. That, that is brutal. Saban wanted the eight-game schedule, and he definitely got one of the harder ones. Yeah, let's look at uh, Alabama. I think they're also at Wisconsin. In 2024, I could be wrong, but I think that is here. I might as well look at future schedules here. Um, Sorry. I thought Googling uh, SEC future schedules would turn up that website, fbschedules.com, but uh, 2024... They are at Wisconsin. Yeah, so Alabama is at Wisconsin, so keep that in the back of your mind when you're looking at this. Uh, They have Auburn, Georgia, Missouri, and South Carolina at home, so they do get the Iron Bowl at home, but welcome in Georgia. Then they have to go to LSU, go to Oklahoma, go to Tennessee, and they get a road game in Nashville, uh, which they will have 75 to 80% of of the stands. But yeah, yeah. Good on the SEC, though. Good on the SEC. That's uh, They might have the toughest schedule in the league in 2024. I think they might. Lance's Oklahoma schedule is brutal. Let's look at that. So Alabama, uh, Texas is not at home. That's uh, going to be in Dallas. Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee at home, at Auburn, at LSU, at Ole Miss, and at uh, Missouri. And honestly, though, to me, Lane, that just it kind of feels like more of the same uh, as everybody else. I don't think that one's any more difficult than the rest of them. I am curious to know if they continue doing that game in Dallas because that means that they are going to have three home SEC games every year moving forward. Is that something they're willing to do to keep that tradition of uh, alive of playing football at the State Fair? I don't know. I mean, that, that's something to keep an eye on. I also am curious to to see if Texas and Texas A&M start playing on Thanksgiving again. 
which as you guys know, if you know me, um, that's where I want it to be. Uh, I would much rather have the egg bowl on the weekend so I can, you know, see my family since I'm out here uh, on an island of one and a half with the little guy. I want to go see my family on Thanksgiving, but I can't do that because of the stupid egg bowl. And so I want Texas and Texas A&M to, to reassume that time slot. I hope it happens if we're being totally, uh, totally honest. So those are two things to keep an eye on. Do Texas and Texas A&M go back to Thanksgiving and Will Texas and Oklahoma continue to play Red River in Dallas because that means they are giving up a home SEC game every single year? Uh, Is that something they're willing to do? I don't know. You don't know how Billy Napier will survive? Going to and Q, man, I, I really think that that can sour your job. And I know Florida has the prestige and the brand, and, and they've won championships in an era that people can remember. But um, I really think in this era, when everybody's got money and everybody's paying, um, do they? I mean, do they sour their job by firing a guy with Billy Napier's pedigree after two years? I think that would be a mistake. Brent Venables, if he doesn't figure it out, could be out of a job by the end of 2024. There's another one. Uh, I mean, I, I saw a, a teaser video uh, from T-Bob uh, Snaps is his podcast, he and Aaron Murray, and they do a phenomenal job. i big fan of his. But he's right when people – no, he's he's right when he criticizes people that think that Brent Venables only struggled because, well, that Lincoln Riley took the players. It's Yeah. But you had the eighth worst defense in a 10-team league, and the first time you didn't win double-digit games in like 20 years. Um, that That was hard to fathom. The defensive guy had a pretty brutal defense in his first year when everybody's pointing to Caleb Williams leaving as the reason why they struggled. That's not exactly accurate. It's a big year for him. You're interested for 2025, which Power 5 team are they canceling if they do, Wake Forest or USC? My guess, neither. My guess would be neither. I think that, um, let me pull up the future football schedule. Yeah, I I don't think that they're going to be buying out if, and that is if the SEC does in fact go to nine for 2025, which is what, you know, I think is going to happen. Uh, I think they are far more likely to buy out the Citadel. It'd be much cheaper uh, for them to do that in 2025 as opposed to trying to buy out Wake Forest. And they're totally not going to buy out USC. That's not going to happen. Uh, no shot. They're going to play that game. That That is uh, a huge opportunity uh, for the program to open the season, by the way, um, in Los Angeles at the Coliseum. There's no way they're buying themselves out of that one. You'd think that Ole Miss would beat Wake at home regardless, but if you cancel that one, it would be that. No, see, I disagree. I think it would be the Citadel. That would be the cheapest one. That would be the most economical uh, for, for them to do. You think Texas will fare better early on in the conference than Oklahoma? It uh, it does kind of feel that way, at least right now, uh, doesn't it? Am I hiding some incriminating things in your PDF? Not incriminating, but things that I, you know not everybody needs to read. Let's put it that way. Um, 
It's none of your business. Leave me alone. Um, I'm just kidding. Got to say, though, you're going to miss the historic Ole Miss Vandy Khaki Bowl. Yeah, I did see that um, Ole Miss like, put out a tribute video to uh, to Vanderbilt. For, for all the memories that annual trip to Nashville is I know I know is one that Ole Miss fans are going to miss and, and I know there are a lot of Ole Miss fans in Nashville that are going to miss that every other year trip uh there from their alma mater so when do they announce the actual schedules uh what they should do is announce the full schedules um next month that's what they should do that's what they should do uh they, they should do another news cycle out of something that they already know, just like the NFL. You already knew who the Saints were going to play. You just didn't know exactly when. And then they do schedule release day, and nobody was surprised because you already knew their opponents, but it was still like a whole day in a news cycle and everything. Michigan doesn't even play a non-conference Power 5 game. No, they don't. One of the weakest schedules in the Power 5 does Michigan have. Non-SEC fans and media people seem to think that the Mississippi schools are annual 2-10, and 3-9, and 4-8, and eight, and 5-7 and seven teams. That's eh, because they're stupid. The landscape has changed dramatically. Yeah, if, if you think that – here, let's put Ole Miss aside. If you think that you're just going to go into Starkville uh, on a weekly basis and just dominate considering their defensive personnel, you're crazy. On top of, you know, the cowbells and whatnot. Uh, yeah, the – this idea that Ole Miss and State are easy outs is a little bit goofy. Just ask Texas A&M how that's gone and what that's like if Ole Miss and State are easy outs. Ask them with their hundreds of millions of dollars and all the oil money and all the five stars that money can buy. Ask them how easy it is to come to Mississippi and win. Half of the Big Ten is about as good as the Sun Belt or the Conference USA. Um... I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'm with you. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. It's probably because the last expansion teams played against the same team on the road two consecutive years. Am I pulling for Ole Miss or Furman in 24? Uh, You know who I'm pulling for, and it's Furman. Upset Central. It won't be. Although Furman does run a kind of an interesting offense. Um, Not that it's going to matter at all because the talent discrepancy but if you do go to that game you will at least be entertained by that shotgun uh, air force spread option offense as a state fan you feel good no bama and got texas you wanted texas bad yeah austin's a cool place it's a fun road trip you know not not everything that you read on the news or see on facebook is true yeah austin's weird but uh it's awesome and you can have a blast. And if you make the trip, you will have um, an absolute blast. I mean, just enjoying the hell out of that weekend uh, if you go. Georgia has still never played at Texas A&M. Yeah, what an embarrassment, isn't it? That'll get rectified, I imagine, in 25. This will be the first time you've ever seen Ole Miss play Oklahoma in football. Honestly, I don't know when they've played last. Let's pull up Winsopedia. Great resource, by the way. Winsopedia.com. Winsopedia. Ole Miss and Oklahoma have only played once in 1999. And Ole 
almost won that game. I was seven. So I don't, oh, that, that was in the Independence Bowl. Uh, I, I guess people still talk about that in Shreveport. Yeah, I was seven. Uh, I, I don't remember that. You think Vandy's going two and six at best? That's a bowl game. If Vandy goes two and six in the non-conference, depending on who's on their future schedule, or, or in conference, depending on their future schedule, it's a bowl game. First time at South Carolina since 09. That is correct. That is, uh, yeah, that is correct. I was at that game, actually, the uh, the night before uh, I had a high school football game. Uh, it was uh, absolutely insane. Um, unfathomably loud. And, uh, I mean, Ole Miss was just intimidated that night. You could tell. You like State's home games. As of right now, they are all winnable, which gives you the path to 8-4 and four with a shot at 9-10 and 10 if you're clicking that year. Ole Miss at South Carolina, even if both teams are good at screams, 11 a.m. or 3 p.m. You don't think that Pittman, Drinkwitz, Venables, Sarkeesian, Napier, and Jimbo will survive these schedules? Okay, so of that list, who is still coaching at their current destination in 24? I think your best candidate for termination would be Napier, especially if you look at their schedule this year, to, to bring it back to the season that's about to get played. Uh, there's a chance Florida misses a bowl game. It's a chance, especially with what they've got at quarterback. Um, I think Pittman will survive this season regardless, but his heat, his seat will be really, really hot. Missouri is stupid, and Missouri gave Eli Drinkwitz an undeserved massive raise and extension, so he'll still be around regardless. Um, I think the order right now would be Jimbo Napier Venables uh, would be in that order if you told me to pick guys that won't play this schedule in 24. Are OU fans excited because they assume they'll blow Ole Miss out? No, I, you know they they want to see the Grove mostly is, is what I what I gathered. You typically pick two to three games a year to attend. Oklahoma at home and USC are definitely two, albeit, yeah, Los Angeles. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you'll get people to say the same things about Los Angeles as they do uh, Austin. Um. But, yeah, the, the chance to play in the Coliseum is going to be special for them. Yeah, Ole Miss plays at Wake Forest in 2024 as well. If the, if everything goes to plan, you're in for a first year at Ole Miss with all those entertaining home games. Yeah, what a schedule that is uh, now that we get to see it. Um, and also Furman. Can't leave out Furman. Cannot leave out Furman. But yeah, going to Wake, it, you know, it's an interesting but winnable road game. And then Oklahoma, it, yeah, that's a fun schedule. Texas A&M cried so much over all this, such a crybaby fan base. I'll never forget what Ross Bjork said at SEC Media Days when it was announced that Texas, or when it broke that Texas and Oklahoma were about to join the SEC. I have never heard something from an administrator in college sports so pathetic except for when Scott Strickland apologized for scheduling Oklahoma State in a neutral site game. That is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. Um, apologizing to his fans for scheduling an interesting non-conference matchup because they lost it was the most pathetic thing I've seen. The second most was Ross Bjork crying about 
we joined the SEC to stand alone and and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's been very, it's been weak. Uh, how somebody with so much money and resources can look like such a weak, weak program is mind-boggling to me. Please get the Egg Bowl off Thanksgiving. The ratings are bad compared to other games. Yeah, the the exposure thing's just not even. Um, not even relevant to the Thanksgiving Egg Bowl conversation anymore. You think Oklahoma will be nine and three this year? That would be good for Venables. They needed to go that way before the transition to the SEC. Ole Miss is the only team that Kirby Smart hasn't beaten. Uh, that will last until. That will last until I got to give you the exact date because I don't remember off the top of my head. November eleventh. Sorry to be so callous, but that's that streak will end on November eleventh. Winsipedia and FB schedules are both on your Google homepage. Great sites, so useful, uh, so useful, especially for what I do. They didn't do Oklahoma any favors with an ease in schedule, but Alabama is Alabama. LSU is LSU. Ole Miss's offense will give them fits. South Carolina and Tennessee are upper half. SEC at worst at the moment. UT is a rivalry. Texas, on the other hand, getting Oklahoma down Florida, maybe a new coach. Kentucky, Arkansas, maybe a new coach. The perpetual 8-4 and four in Texas A&M, but damn, the rivalry's renewed in Oklahoma and Texas A&M and Arkansas is fun. I agree. I agree. I'm really excited for Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC. Honestly, I, I really am. I, I think that uh, the league needed a schedule reset, and that was the catalyst for that happening. And I think that their fun road trips and their good brands, and they'll make the schedules more exciting. What's not to love here? Luke Fickle will have Wisconsin drastically improved and gets Bama at home. I really like Luke Fickle a lot. I really like him, and I agree with you. How about Florida and LSU's non-conference games along with the SEC schedule in 24? Let's pull them up. I don't know them off the top of my head, so let's see. You guys hear that thunder? Apparently, it's supposed to get nasty tonight. I I hope it's not as bad as I think it's going to be, but uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we're, we got bad storms coming in. And then all day tomorrow, too, because why not? Welcome to Mississippi in the summer. Okay, LSU future schedule. They're playing USC in Vegas. Wow, I didn't know that. And UCLA. What? Interesting. So they're playing the, the two new Big Ten teams in 2024 when those two teams are joining the Big Ten? Huh. How about that? And they're doing a home-and-home with Clemson in 25 and 26. Good Lord. Good for LSU, though. Can't call them scared, can you? And for Florida 2024, they've got Miami at home and at Florida State and UCF. My goodness. You weren't kidding, whoever said it earlier. Uh, Why would Florida do that? 
South Carolina Ole Miss 09 was the birth of Sandstorm. Yes, it was. Yes, uh, yes, it was. A lot of these coaches will survive 2024, but they won't last with SEC schedules down the road. Florida is your dark horse to go nine and three. Interesting. That, I, I'm re, I'm just deeply concerned about quarterback play there. I have no idea who's going to do it, but the options that they have are not particularly good. Arkansas has already peaked under Pittman. I, I was the one person. I, I you guys know I don't toot my own, my own horn very often, but I was the one person during Arkansas's first year that wasn't sold like everybody else was. Oh, Arkansas is just full steam ahead, and I'm so impressed with them going three and seven. Like it, I get it was an all SEC schedule, and I get it was a COVID year, and I understand what he took over. But considering the staff, there were still some flaws, and, and they have not taken that step forward yet. And now he lost the, both of those coordinators, and I... I I'm with you. I don't think that a big leap forward is coming. Who's going to Tempe next year? Oddest stadium setup I've ever you've ever seen. I've actually been to that stadium before. I went to a Fiesta Bowl when I was young. Uh, they put a bag of Tostitos chips on every seat in the entire stadium. It was awesome. And it was like a new chip that they were trying out, too. It was like those really thick Tostitos that they made. And I don't think anybody liked them because they weren't very good. But yeah, they had a bag of those on every single seat at the Fiesta Bowl. That was when they played it there before they moved it to where the Cardinals play. Jeff Lebby legacy game against Ole Miss in 2024. Already see it coming. Um, Yeah, I I have a feeling that uh, Lane Kiffin's going to be motivated in that one considering how that exit happened. Yeah. Not a, not a naysayer as a state fan, but can I'd love to see, but can I'd love to see the action against that Ole Miss beating Georgia call? Since you said when we are talking money line. Um, if you're if you're saying that you'd like to bet against me for Ole Miss beating Georgia, Chase, I, I'll take you up on that, my friend. I uh, I will. You hate how Scott Berry's season ended, as do I, especially considering who uh, ended it. No one will ever beat Georgia anytime soon unless it's a fluke. I agree. I think it's a machine at this point. Georgia will go 15-0 this year and maybe 14-1, 15-0 again. Kind of feels like it. Kind of feels like it. Send some of that weather out here, man. It's like the 130 inches of snow in three months never happen. Oh, I hate to hear that. Jason, by the way, in Flagstaff, as uh, you see it in his name. But, yeah, Jason, we've got uh, bad storms, or, or we had bad storms that came through here. Um, and, uh, I mean, all of the parks that I take my son to, uh, they're all closed right now because so many trees and stuff fell it looked like a war zone, man, the, ne- the next morning. It was like straight line, like 70-mile-an-hour winds for like 15 minutes on Saturday night. And it was really isolated to just like my little area here, uh, like within 5 to 10 miles of my house. And it, it pushed through and just destroyed things. It was it looked like a war zone. We've had a very small, very like rotation, not even a real tornado come through here and did not do the damage 
uh, that that did or, or come anywhere close. It was wild. You personally think Lane Kiffin came to Ole Miss for these schedules? Uh, I, I really wish that Tennessee would be playing at Ole Miss next year. That was one thing that I was disappointed not to see is Tennessee making their return trip. The biggest challenger to Georgia in the foreseeable future is down in Baton Rouge. I actually agree with you. I was high on Brian Kelly to LSU, and and am even higher after year one. I do think that there is a pretty pretty steep drop after Georgia, though. I think it's Georgia and then a step below. I don't think it's like Georgia and Alabama anymore. I think it's Georgia on a tier by themselves. Um, They are separating uh, right now, and I would love to be wrong about that. If Kiffin does want to win big at Ole Miss, then 2024 is that year. And also the expanded playoff uh, will happen then uh, as as well. Talk about the schedule that Walker will have in his first year of starting if Dart is drafted this year. Welcome to the SEC, though. That's how it's going to be forever in perpetuity. You'll be surprised if Ole Miss keeps it within 25 of Georgia. Kirby loves to run the score up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Ole Miss offensively is going to be good enough to score on almost anybody, and I think that almost kind of stops with Georgia. But, I mean, there was a couple of times last year where they looked human. That game at Missouri, for example, being a time where they really looked human. Uh, the game in Lexington is another one where, you know, they, they didn't really play that well. They struggled with Mississippi State early, even. Is Mississippi State's SEC schedule easier or harder for next year? Next year is more difficult than than this year, for sure. Uh, I think next year is more difficult. No one saw the South Carolina and Tennessee game turning the way it did. That was a butt kicking. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was one of the most shocking results of the season last season. <laughs> Richard says, call me what you will. But I, as a State fan, would love to see Ole Miss beat Georgia as long as uh, State beats Ole Miss. You say Ole Miss is going to be like TCU playing Georgia, but not 65-7. to Counter says, nah, realistically, it's a similar game as Ole Miss-Arkansas 2022. More talented roster, though. Yeah, Georgia's, at this point, they're, they're just such a, an animal. Um my, my, if you want some some positive spin, you you want a spin zone on that Georgia game this year for Ole Miss. At least it's on the road, if that makes sense. And here's what I mean by that: if you're going to have a game that's basically a guaranteed loss, you might as well have that game not be in your place. Instead, you get Arkansas at your place. You get Texas A&M at your place. You know, the, even LSU, who who I think objectively has better players than you. Those are games that you can win, but it's been hard to to win those games on the road. Like even Ole Miss last year, like really had to fight to beat Texas A&M, if you remember. So instead of having Georgia at home and having to go to Fayetteville or having to go to Baton Rouge, at least those games are at home. And the Georgia game, which is a loss already, is in Athens. You know what I mean? So, so there's some spin zone if you want it. You say state fans are 
absurdly overlooking the Arizona game in week two. That's a much better team than week two last year, and State struggled for three, four quarters as it was. Jason, I also think people are are underselling the transition um, away from Mike Leach into Zach Arnett. It's just not that it can't go well, because it certainly can go well. It's, It's entirely possible that it will go well. But we don't know. And I think too many people are just assuming that, yep, well, obviously they're not going to miss a beat. That Mike Leach, a legendary head coach, two decades of experience, um, him being gone, ah, no problem, whatever, not going to miss a beat. And again, it's possible that they don't. It is entirely possible that they don't. But there are not enough people trying to say, hey, but there's a chance that it doesn't go well. You know what I mean? There, there are not enough people saying, hey, this is an offensive coordinator that has not called an SEC offense yet. This is an offense that is built to run a different system. They're adding the tight end position, but neither of them went through spring. Can Zach Arnett handle being a full-time head coach? It, there, there's there's questions there that, that not a lot of people are asking. It's just, yep, it's going to be good. Just gonna, it's gonna be fine, and there's there's not evidence to suggest that that is true, other than optimism. That that's the only thing that makes that true is blind optimism. And I don't mean to pour cold water on that because I like optimism. I feel like I'm an optimistic guy, but that there's questions there too, and too many people around here think that there aren't, and I disagree with that. You've talked to Georgia fans who say they don't have that dominant D-line group this season and are interested in that group. Well, I I bet they do. I I bet they end up having that. When will we start 2023 schedule previews, predictions, and player analysis? I'm game for that. Very soon. Uh, Very soon. I'm going to get through the month of June uh, as best I can and then because I'll be in Nashville for media days and and we'll do the show from there and stuff. But I'll, anyway, point is just a couple more weeks before things kind of start picking up and, and getting real and, and we'll do that. So we'll just kind of screw around for the next few weeks on the show and, you know, on here for however, however many of these I do. But yeah, once the calendar turns to July is when that'll start picking up, I think. State playing Arizona on the road this year would be sneaky dangerous if I were a state fan. I'm glad it's at home early. You're also not getting the Will Rogers hype. No offense to the guy, but he wasn't very good last year. And this is a system that's going to ask more of him. Uh, Fewer low percentage guaranteed throws. Who's winning the College World Series? It's a good question. Who is winning the College World Series? Oral Roberts. No. Um, For some reason, I I like Stanford. And I don't know why. Edward likes Florida over LSU. I don't know if LSU has the pitching to get through this first round. Richard's going with Wake. Yeah, I mean, Wake, Wake was so dominant. So, 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 so dominant. Discounting them, which is what I kind of just did, feels a little stupid, doesn't it? 
But anyway. All right, guys. I got a few more things to do. I, I got to uh, I got to hang it up. So I appreciate you. This is fun, though. I, I appreciate you guys uh, hanging out. We'll be back on uh, we'll be back Sunday night. And it was Father's Day, and my guy and I have a full day. But I, I think that still Sunday we'll do something. Um, so I'll see you all then. And like the video, all that stuff. I appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you again very soon. Happy schedule release day. We'll see you guys later. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.